Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Do you remember the end? Do you think that they were rushing a little bit? No, I don't remember the game. How come you don't remember this game? I don't game? remember the drive. Remember every other game. Because Drew didn't play. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zalak, I'm out. Uh, FC Bayern Munich came out with a new kit. Paul, what's your, what's your take on that jersey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at Fred. They came out with a new kit. <laughs> Jean-Luc is from Tennessee, but previously from Rhode Island. I wonder if he knows Eric. With a name like Jean-Luc, he probably does. <laughs> He's one of the few people Eric talks to. <laughs> he seems cultured. When we first started, it was, you know, we'd bring in p- new people. Part of the uh, indoctrination is you have to take a shower with Bruce Armstrong and soap him up. <laughs> you listen to the music radio? Terrestrial music radio? Really? You don't? No. You are the snobbiest snob yeah. in the history okay. of snobbery. All right. He, he makes Eric look humble. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Patriots Unfiltered. All right. It's your boy Deuce back in the host seat just for a little while. <laughs> Again, I'll let your boy. I don't want to I don't want to freak everybody out. <laughs> it's your boy Deuce. <laughs> We're back, but yeah, Fred's out for a little bit today, so We're hoping so. to get him at yeah. some point. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you might even have some information. He's in very high-level meetings with with football today trying to uh Figure out what's going on next week, which, of course, training camp, we're, uh, we're just a little bit over a week to go. However, we're going to we're gonna have to muddle through a, a couple more shows before any new football news. But, of course, Paul Perillo, Alexandra, Alexandria, is that? Alexandra. Alexandra. <laughs> Francisco, of course, is Was back. Was that on purpose? Of course. Oh, yeah, okay. come on. I know who Alex is. You're, well, <laughs> but that's her. You are in Fred's seat. Right, right. That's, that's, you got to mess up names. That's part of, uh, that comes with the gig. I, I say this as D-Train. Of course, I was D-Train early on now moved on to deuce but we are here after bypassing sexual assault <laughs> sexual assault that was a that was a good fred one <laughs> i, good I, I, I do like that and uh, i've been assaulted many times in my life so yeah that brought it brought a full circle but guys we uh we got a week to go here and, and we we're do. just kind of you know we, we we've gotten stranger things we've got like star wars that's gotten us through but i don't i don't know how we're gonna make it here through through this last well week. the rookies are uh here right today reporting day injured guys uh quarterbacks you know those those types of people. It's reporting day for them, so it's uh, it's getting pretty real pretty fast. <laughs> I saw Mac pulling in today. I'm sure, the you fans did. would be excited. You, know, you did pulled in behind him. Little Mac little. safely arrived in front of Deuce today. <laughs> a little bit of a hold up at the gate. Yeah, come on, let's go, let's go. I got things to do, <laughs> Mac. A little, little, little bit of adulation going on at the gate to get in the parking lot. <laughs> I got to get in, but uh, but big old smile on his face, and uh, seems like he's he's ready ready to go. Gosh darn it, I'm gosh, ready to darn go. it. Let's get this football thing going. Year two. Uh, but you know and we're stuff. still we're finding out you know first four but four days of practice next week Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday we'll be live Patriots unfiltered we video will be. for a little bit we do not know yet what time that will be probably morning uh, but we're guessing morning because that's what it's been in recent years so there won't be regular shows uh, well there'll be a regular show next Tuesday yeah, um, which which you don't really need to listen to because I won't be here so oh yeah so just cross God it off only the, knows we'll, that'll probably be the Star Wars show. Cross it off. The, that's a good idea, actually, if we got Matt Morell back. But Tease in the booth, I got to give him a shout out as well. So Tease. He's, he's doing it all. He's like, he can be on the show. He can produce it. He, he does whatever needs Man to be done. Many talents. Many, many talents. And uh, yeah, so we're just kind of see what these first few days of camp are going to look like. It's probably going to be kind of boring, I would guess, a little bit, Paul, right? Like, no, no pads again. It's going to yeah, be like. And then it's still in that gray area where I'm not really sure exactly what the rule is, but how many of those days. I know it used to be back in the day when they first did this, it was two days. They had to be out of pads. Now I think it's like five or four or five. Um, so we'll do our best to give you a, a taste of what's going on on the field. But 
there won't be any uh, real difference between what we see Wednesday through Saturday and what we talked about during the spring. Yeah, kind of OTAs and right. mini camp, like mini camp adjacent almost. Yeah, no pads. But it used to be in the day you'd have your first that first padded Saturday usually was something to look forward to. Yeah, and they and always did goal line that first day with pads. That was always something to look forward to. But at least now, yeah, I think you instead you circle the the joint practices because you know they'll be in pads. You're working against another team. There's a little bit more intensity. Um, you know, it's by no means is it the real thing, but it's much much closer to something of relevance than what you see uh, on a typical practice for sure well web radio patriots.com 855 pats 500 give us a call love to hear from you guys stupid games uh music movies television opinions i'd, I'd love some games today Welcome. If you guys could take care of me before i go on vacation would love some of that and of course alex this will be your first season here with yeah, the patriots so what camp. are you looking forward to here i mean i know you've been around like That's you're a not great question yeah Deuce. yeah what do you what do you think you've been here a little while so you know yeah. a little bit of what's coming and you've been to training camp in the past so what do you what do you think? You're on the inside now. Yeah. Um, one, it's nice to go outside for work. Hopefully. Hopefully it's not as hot as it's gonna be. I like the heat though. You are such a baby. You guys I'm really angry with I you. I love mm. the heat. Like I was Me just too. telling someone upstairs that I was in New Orleans in August and like everyone around me was miserable and I was just loving life. I love the heat. It's so much better than being cold. I think I like being cold better. I found it easier to get warm than it is to get cool. Like you can just wrap up in a blanket, put a sweatshirt on. You know, that's that's my thing. I don't mind the heat. I just don't want the humidity. Yeah, I guess. But the humidity, you know, that's what gets me. It's not so much the heat. It's the it's the the humidity. humidity, Especially nowhere nowhere worse was than in Tennessee when we were down there. That was like you stepped out of the car and you just started dripping. It was that was uh, particularly oppressive heat. But uh, like like Alex said, I would much rather uh, you know be in a situation where it's really really warm. Then, you know, dealing with like 20 degrees and snow and all that crap. That's we, the thing, because we come in on such a nice day here to work and it's freezing. And our administration. <laughs> the whole day. You don't see the wi- so you don't see out the windows. You're just stuck. If I don't have anything to do, I'm like, get me outside. Well, soon enough, we will be out there plenty. And of course, what am I complaining about? Like, we're sitting like in the shade and these guys are like wearing full football pads yeah. and having to fight each other for two hours and run and do all those physical things like. Yeah, I'm, I'm a baby. You know, I'm the, a baby. the running part of it, I'm I'm done with that. I gotta uh, wear I gotta wear headphones up on the ramp, and my ears get sweaty. That's you know, I don't like that. It makes me uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Alex, <laughs> what you know, you were talking about just you know getting, being excited about getting outside and enjoying that part of it. But on the field, is there any player, anybody in particular that you're sort of, because I, I thought it was a good question because we're always talking about the same stuff all the time, to get uh, a first time perspective of what you're kind of looking forward to for camp i'm looking forward to seeing how some of the guys from last year that maybe came in and underperformed quite significantly i just like i'm really rooting for good camps out of them and um i just like when narratives that are around the team and that all the beat writers are talking about just get kind of like shifted and just like proven wrong i don't know i, I like that I, stuff. I do too but i'm gonna guess it's not for the same reasons <laughs> yeah. right right well and there's been plenty i mean there's been plenty to talk about and i mean i think the, you know the the whole offensive operation and how does that go what are able and inside are you able to get in practice are they going to be throwing fakes at us a little bit maybe trying to confuse people i don't know it just seems Who like knows? a lot of effort i'm i'm looking forward to it you know was part of our the mailbag this week that went up um abbreviated vacation version of the mailbag but just like the on the field 
I want to see the speed that they supposedly acquired in the draft. I want to see if it's noticeable when, when you're out there. And it won't be it won't be next Wednesday. It'd be more like a week from then when it's you know a couple of days in pads. You're a week into camp. You're starting to get tired, and if that speed is still apparent, you know Tyquan Thornton, uh, Pierre Strong, Marcus, and Jack Jones. Those kinds of guys. I want to see if the 40 times that we read about in April translate to July and August on the practice field, and then obviously moving forward to to the regular season. But that that's one thing that I'm sort of looking for. I was we were talking a little bit uh, upstairs about you get so excited for camp. I'm certainly excited for camp, but even the joint practices are, you know, especially interesting to watch. Real competition, different team, different yeah. players, especially when you get to that point a couple of weeks in, you've been watching enough of the Patriots on Patriots that you're ready for something new. The players are ready for something new. But something Paul and I were talking about upstairs was that, you know, as much as I think you could have take away maybe from that Giants joint practice last year, like Mac looked pretty good. I mean, he was, you know, he got an opportunity. He made some throws. I think that was when the excitement around him started to build. But how much do you really feel like you can take from those joint practices and realistically extrapolate into the regular season what you're expecting to see. I just Each time I watch these things, it gets harder and harder for me to say we're getting definitive facts from training camp practices. And the reality of it is no matter what it kind of looks like, good or bad, you don't know until you get out there against Miami in week one and you really start to play. Like You know what I mean? Well, yeah. that's that's for sure in the summer in general. And I think I thought the Patriots in the preseason games last year looked as strong in the summer as I've seen them in recent memory. I thought their preseason performances last year were dominant, really. Um, it doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. Now, I do think that the joint practices are a little bit better barometer. Um, and I think if you want to be real simplistic, and I admit this is really simplistic, but I thought they had their way with the Giants. And I thought the Eagles kind of had an edge, but it was a little bit more. The, the Eagles dominated day yeah, one. I right. thought day two was pretty even. And then you look and you extrapolate from that. The Giants sucked. So, okay, the Patriots were much better than the Giants, but the Giants weren't any good. And then the Eagles, it was more even, and the Eagles were a playoff team. Yeah. And, you know, they, they found a way to be around 500, kind of similar to the Patriots. I think they were 9-8. and eight, and The Patriots were 10-7. and seven. So they kind of had similar records. And they both made the playoffs. So I, it, very simplistic, I know. But you, know, you can sort of extrapolate a little bit from that. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, you're going to overanalyze every oh, yeah. little detail and do. everything. But it's just at the end of the day, you, you, you really wonder, other than a couple key pieces, when game, you know, when they're really not game planning, they're really not trying to do anything. And I don't know. I think you get a little bit carried away. But um, – you know, another thing I was thinking about, too, though, with the heat is, of course, we're going to have the conditioning tests for all these players that they have to run, which um, is always something that plays into potential PUP list coming out later this week. Guys, I know there's been some speculation about James White. Is he going to be able to go? Marcus Jones was a guy you mentioned, Paul, uh, who had both shoulder surgery. You know, is he going to be able to go? Yeah. I think those guys are, are two of kind of the headliners I mean I'd love to see you know Raekwon McMillan Cameron McGrone guys that tore ACLs last year Jabril Peppers Jabril Peppers if they're able to go um, but that's probably the first little bit of information we'll get along with the guys who don't pass the conditioning test probably you won't know Billy be able to discern but I'm sure Trent Brown's going to be lugging his 300 and you'll see some probably this week right the people that are uh, reporting today when they get out on the field if they can't get on the field I think you might read about some of that uh, at, at this point uh, that's always interesting and if you know, kind of a rule of thumb, not 100%, but 
if you know a guy is dealing with an injury and he's on PUP, it's probably reasonable to suggest that physically he's not ready to take the test yet. If you don't have any idea that a guy is injured and all of a sudden he's on PUP, that might be a red flag of the conditioning test, especially if he ends up coming off like two or three days later. Yeah. That means he got to retake it, passed it, and was cleared. Yeah, the other part that made me think it was Leonard Fournette. I think the report that he 250. liked. 250. 250. Playing the role of Paul Perillo as Leonard Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> After coming up here to visit, right, he took like one of those like quote-unquote oh, visits yeah. to yeah. the Patriot. Then Brady was like, what are you doing? But, I mean, I thought about Brady where he seems like the kind of guy that's like that's not flying with him you know as, as, like i feel like he would night be, shades yeah right <laughs> it's the tomatoes i'm sure it's the tomatoes that, that got leonard fournette in trouble Dude, tomatoes, tomatoes and strawberries that put him over the top but uh you know it's just you wonder with tampa like how do you keep it going you know brady setting the setting the bar with leonard fournette i mean always been a big guy but um again an interesting little thing and and you know i mentioned trent brown michael Wenyu, those big linemen that are gonna have to be out there moving things around uh but you know what? Actually, one other thing I want to talk. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, undercut Fred with this announcement. Not the announcement. The, the oh. pa- Patriots unfiltered, oh. Oh. getting mentioned. A few people have emailed in this morning, um, and I, I, I want to leave it for Fred. But I'll it's just a proud kind of tease it for me. a little bit, uh, which was on a an, a recent e- episode of uh, Political Gab Fest with John Dickerson of CBS News. Alex, do you know about this? Um, was this? I think I got an email forwarded from Stacy, maybe. It, it might have been. I mean, they're on, I on this podcast, uh, like out of nowhere, they, they basically credited PFW in Progress as, as one of the original uh, one of the original podcasts. Pretty cool. Uh, I think Matt Morell uh, was going to pull the sound. We don't have him today, though. But he that's did. He did pull the sound, but uh, he is uh, not with us today. But I'll let uh, I'll, I'll let Fred really really talk about it. But it's a pretty cool clip out of nowhere, kind of crediting. This show, which I think we, when you were first on here, Alex, we pointed out like that this was one of the OG podcasts. There is a very real possibility that we were the original podcast. <laughs> Sniff. Yeah, but a number of different people um, emailed in. I'm trying to find one of one of the one of the people wrote in and actually had the whole quote written out. Um, ah, here it is. Um, I'm going to read it. Why don't you read it? I'm going to read it. We got a slow. We show. do have the audio, but we can read it. Yeah, we'll, we'll read it first to, to kind of set the stage, but. Um, this is John Dickerson saying, uh, did you know that basically one of the first podcasts was launched by the New England Patriots in August of 2000? They did a show called PFW in Progress, and it was a live show that was recorded, and you could get it on demand at Patriots.com. I don't know if that technically counts as a podcast, but I think that was one of the first or vies for some space to be uh, in the beginning of this form, uh, which Mark Leibovich uh, countered, which accurately. Uh, interestingly, this was the year Tom Brady was drafted, so everyone credits him for turning the fortune of the Patriots around. Uh, after years of an aptitude, but maybe it was the podcast. Maybe, maybe it was. Do you think, Paul? Was it you guys that that inspired? Yes. The okay, team onto greatness. So it was Fred and Googled. Paul that created the dynasty. <laughs> I just googled the history of podcasts because I know there's a guy named Adam Curry who is from MTV. The old Adam Curry, right? I I don't know that name. Oh my gosh. Maybe. <laughs> um, I forget what show he <laughs> With had. The hair. Al- Alex wasn't. Yeah, born. he he does have a lot of hair, like long hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was him so i just looked up history of podcasting real quick so october 2000 they're talking about like rss feeds coming into play and then there's a whole section that says the first on-demand radio show and the first podcast and the first paragraph is in august 2000 the new england patriots launched the internet radio show pfw in progress it was a live show that was recorded made available blah 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 but wikipedia is giving you guys credit so 
So it must, cool. be re- it must be real. It's because they cashed the check. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. Pretty yeah. cool. So was, that was Fred, myself, and Brian He's an Moore. innovator. Brian I mean, I Maury. think listeners of this, of, this, of this podcast know, I mean, it goes beyond just this podcast, but other things. I mean, you, Cyber Sideline, was that, was that was one of Cyber the Cyber Sideline was basically what you think of as the nightly news on, let's just say, the sports report, right? So instead of a half hour of all news, you know, like news, weather, sports, it was just... 15 minutes of just Patriots and we did it every day not to give Fred like too much credit while he's not here he deserves that's why we're doing it now he deserves it's all the talent did not realize at all that Patriots.com was in existence before like any major sports league had their own website it's the first team website um the, the the newspaper not that anybody cares about that but the newspaper was the uh, the first all color um, team team run newspaper. There's a lot of firsts in Jonathan Kraft, and it's really Jonathan Kraft who deserves. And I'm not saying that because he's our boss and, and owner and whatnot, but he's the one that was sort of the driving force behind a lot of these innovations. All right. Well, we got some got some calls rolling in. We got some emails rolling in. Appreciate you guys. Uh, let's 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 take Neil from Winnipeg. We're not we're 90 percent sure it's Neil. We'll, we'll see exactly. Hey Neil, what's going on? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. What's up? Great to hear you talk about the past. I've been a listener actually since 2003. I found the, I found it about midway through the 2003 season, and that was the only podcast I had. These days, I have like 30 podcasts I listen to. But back then, you guys were the one. <laughs> How do you keep track of Excuse all? Of them? <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I let my I let my phone do it. But well, yeah, and okay, Paul's joke kind of went under the radar when he said playing the role of Paul Perillo is Leonard Fournette. That was good. Okay. But I had one question for you guys. So I'm from Winnipeg, but I have family in Boston and the New England area, and I'm looking to visit in the fall. And so I've narrowed it down to three games that I'm possibly going to go to. Let's go. So I just wanted your guys' feedback. Um, so the Ravens, the Bears, and the Lions. Oh, you got to go to the Bears games, the Nikhil Harry revenge game. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, out of those three, to me, it would be Baltimore is the best the best team by far. I think it would be Baltimore. And also, I mean, the Bears is a Monday nighter, too. So that, you know, something to consider for your weekend. But I, home opener against yeah. the Ravens, I think that would be my pick, too. Yeah, Ravens would be. Yeah, you know what? I, I was kind of leaning that way. They're probably the, the probably the best team and probably the best matchup. And we've had a good history with the Ravens. Should be a good home opener too. The energy, I think. I don't think you can match it uh, there in the stadium for that one. But uh, yeah, check in. Let us know how it goes for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, you guys have a great day. Have a great show. Thanks, Neil. Good one. A lot of people always, you know, checking in about what, where to go, where to stay, where to eat. Yeah, we need Eric for that. We, we usually direct that to the travel. There's more de- culture. Oh, well, travel I'll fill department. In. Oh, yeah. sure. I'll food. You want to be the travel I'm foodie, a aren't you? Snob when I want to be. Yeah. Oh, we were, what would your food recommendations be for somebody who was coming here to Foxborough for a game? Uh, you know, you've been here a few months now. You, you've had a chance to sample everything. Smoothies. <laughs> what cold five strange guys. say? Five guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, smoothies or five guys. Five guys is a great burger, but um, I think if you're coming to this area in general. The eating probably has to be done in Providence in Boston. Um, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And you got to get Italian. I don't know. I think the North End is like 
you just can't really create recreate a vibe like that. Maybe Federal Hill in Providence or something. That's good options down there. Is Eric's spot? But Eric gets really mad when you say how good the North North End is, and he I, gets really like persnickety. I get that too, <laughs> but it's part of the ambiance. Like if you're not if you're from Absolutely. if you're not from here, like I don't want to go to the North End right now for dinner. But if I was moved away and came to visit, that's probably one of the places I would miss a lot. You just can't really get good Italian food anywhere else. No, it's such it's such an underrated thing about Providence that a lot of people don't realize. And like my wife didn't grow up here. She grew up in California when we moved back and, you know, just went down there for a couple nights for, for dinners and stuff and was just, you know, blown away by the food scene down there. It's something you don't really super underrated expect. Also a great donut scene, which you know like the donuts, right, Polly? Yeah. Apparently there's <laughs> a player. Like I know what he's talking about <laughs> half the time. We like donuts. We're donut guys, aren't we? I like everything, obviously. Apparently there's a player on the Revolution whose family owns a Mexican little taqueria in Providence too that I'm I need to check out. Willie from Rev Social said it was great. That sounds intriguing to me. I think I think it is hard to get good authentic Mexican yeah. around here. But that's the one thing. I say that as coming from California, where yeah, it was right. that's a big so difference. Good. It's exactly. almost the opposite of the Italian thing, where it's like you could go. I mean, a friend of mine lived in, in East Los Angeles, and there used to be every night across the street, these people were just at their house. They just start grilling for people and making tacos for like a dollar. And still, among some of the best best food I've ever had there. So I have a place for you, but you have to go to West Dennis to find it. It's a little Bro, taco. I speak Dennis. I speak Dennis. Don't cool. worry. Cool. <laughs> La Tacodilla in Dennis, it's like a little food truck, but they have a cute little area set up with like chairs and stuff. It's awesome. It's attached to, I think, like a farm-to-table, really fine dining experience restaurant. But that taco truck, they, it just blew my mind. It's so good. I need one like that. And <coughs> I wish I had known this weekend. I was down there. A uh, few emails to get to here as they're, as they're starting to come in. Appreciate these. Um, you know, uh, this one's from Dan saying, you know, I, I try to be an optimistic fan, but also realistic. What do you think is a realistic best case scenario for the season? My hope is that the offense is significantly improved right away so that they have a fighter's chance in games early on while the defense struggles. Then hopefully the defense starts to gel by Thanksgiving and they string together some wins at the end of the season to squeak into the playoffs. I mean, I mean, I guess that's a realistic best case scenario, but, you know, it's not like wow a wow scenario of positivity right like i don't think Best anybody's case really scenario expecting. is like we go undefeated and uh, right Super Bowl. well i just i feel like there's i mean nobody's nobody's making that claim obviously but i just feel like even the most optimistic patriot fans right now are you know 10 11 10 11 and i i know and i think that that is very optimistic but I, I i still don't really see many people beating the drum for 13 14 wins um for obvious reasons i mean i think there are plenty plenty of questions about you know where the team is right now and, and where the rest of the league is. But, you know, I, I think as, I think as he laid it out, Paul, that, that feels kind of like what you would expect if it kind of went to plan. Of course, injuries could play a huge role in side, side, make things go sideways. Um, but, you know, overall, I think that's probably a general, if you're thinking positive about this season, that's, yeah, that's what I, I will for. say. And I, I feel like I argue with Fred about this every year when he tells me how people aren't, you know, people are disrespecting the Patriots. People don't think much of the Patriots, blah, 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 blah. And it's never true. This year, there isn't really a, a tremendous amount of optimism among Patriots fans about the Patriots. There is some uh, in, in pockets here and there. But I, I think a lot of people, are like, if they could win 10 games, that would be, like, really exceeding most ex expectations. So I don't think that there have been a lot of, you know, 13, 14 win predictions like there have been in the past. 
not a lot of Super Bowl predictions like there seem to be every year. I mean, as recently as November, people were predicting this team to be in the Super Bowl. You know, when they were 9-4, yeah. and four, everybody and their brother had the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Because we just don't know how to act anymore. <laughs> like, our brains are broken. Well, I think the second – I think the stretch drive of the season really uh, had a lasting impression because not only you weren't able to win any of the games, you really weren't competitive in any of them. You, you got manhandled in, in those four losses and fell behind by multiple scores in all of them. And, and really, I, I think that has made a lasting impression on a lot of people. Well, certainly. I mean, you remember in the last game, they actually didn't, they didn't even force a punt in that last one. Twice <laughs> out of those last four <laughs> games. As we said. But, yeah, it's, um, I just, it's, hard to, it's hard to look past Mac. And, and I know I, I've said in the past, that, you know, I, I, am a de- I love defense. I love the, you know, the linebackers, the defensive line. But, and I have my concerns about that. But it just feels like the defense isn't really even going to matter if Mac doesn't take a, you know, a big step forward. And, you know, I know everyone's been talking about the offensive coordinator thing and all that. And, you know, it has to work, you know, like it's just, there's nothing, you can't mess around with that. It feels like that that's where the critical part of this team is. And even if you come out of this season, well, the defense didn't ever quite find it. At least if you feel like you got some pieces to build around Mac and some pieces coming back next year on offense. Well, Matt, that, to me, if you, you know, if you feel really good about Mac heading into year three, at least you have hope. You know, I think that's the big difference is I think people are cautiously optimistic about Mac. If you think, you know, he has a great year two, regardless of what the rest of it is, you know, they'll have some money. They'll have some guys coming off the books. They'll have an opportunity to sort of revamp things. And you have a quarterback that you feel really good about. Yeah. I think that's worthy of excitement. But again, I think it goes back to the draft and, uh, you know, there's certainly been, I know a couple articles written after Harry left last week of, one of the one of the nails in the coffin of that 2019 draft class but I mean for me it's the 2020 class the 2021 class the 2022 class this year that um you know we're going to really come into focus and, and finally have some opportunities uh Richard writes in pointing out Madden um which hopefully we'll be getting soon Paul that's that's one of my favorite parts of the year yeah just you know <laughs> as a point of uh, fact if I start tweeting out uh, Madden numbers like I've been seeing on my Twitter feed today um, just you know you feel free to just take whatever brand of gun you have and just shoot me right in the head and well, put me out of my misery <laughs> well well Richard's got one for you the Tycoon Thornton only 95 speed only 95 speed um, ran a 428 <laughs> uh, but I know we have some fun with all these numbers right like all this stuff comes out and, and you kind of use it as a, a gauge now we're bitching about Madden numbers yeah they didn't uh, they didn't do the wrist the wrist size though that that's not uh that's not something that, that comes in the Madden ratings. Imagine if that just was implemented this year. <laughs> the highest rated receiver they had was Hunter Henry. Yeah. Out of, uh, you know, he, he they were all basically bunched together in the low 80s. It was Henry, Bourne, Parker. Well, no, Henry, Parker, Bourne, Aguilar, Myers were all between like 80, 80 and 84. Something like that. With Henry being one of the only guys, I think the only guy, right, that snuck into any of those top ten. Yeah. yeah. He tied ratings. for tenth. Tied for tenth. And would you say he had he had about what you what you, you would expect from him last year? Yeah, I yeah, I would say so. I, I mean think he, he met expectations. Yeah. yeah. He played well. Touchdown. I thought. Nine touchdowns. I think you'll sign up for that again this year, right? I will. And uh John o. Smith also received some votes among the honorable mentions of that tight end group. But those are the only two Patriots to, to appear at all. Some, like, I think I made the comment to you guys last week, um, and Alex, I don't think you were here when, when we did this. But So ESPN does these, these lists, and they're 
you know, polling 50 random coaches, executives, uh, you know, d- different kind of NFL people. And I, I was a little uh, – my eyes were opened by the lack of presence for any of the Patriots' four safeties. And there was 23 different safeties that received mentioning. It was a top 10. There was the best of the rest, and then were honorable mentions. So those are basically, if you got a vote at all, 23 different safeties got votes, and none of them were Patriots. I was really surprised by that. Is that what it is? I was I was wondering after Tuesday's show when we were talking about this, like is it a set number of people that are polled? Is it 50? Is it like where is the I, representation coming from? I'd love more of that Across like, the league, and it's, it, like I said, That's it's, so vague, it's, though. it's like, all. But, like, to me, it's much more valuable than – you know, John Smith from Pro Football Focus or, you know, Bill Jones from some other, you know, a Warren Sharp site. And Warren Sharp had these rankings too. And no disrespect for the analytics. I, believe me, I just met as many times as I, you know, sort of poke fun at the analytics. No disrespect for what they're doing, but those are just strictly numbers-based and they're, they're, it's data. This is the opinion of people in the league. You're calling them nerds? No, I'm not not at all. They are, but I'm not calling them that. <laughs> um, again, this is I, – I, I put more stock into, you know, Bill Belichick's opinion as opposed to pro football focuses, right? if that makes sense. Some random writer. Who's you know sure. what I mean? And yeah. I'm not suggesting that Bill Belichick is one of the coaches that's doing this ranking, but I'm saying that's, it's football people, and this is what they think. And I, I, I was – you know, four, you have four safeties to me that were candidates to be among the top 10, and, and none of them were. I was a little surprised by that. Well, I, I appreciate Cody sending in a game, but I'm quickly realizing it's like a Patriots deep dive history game, and, oh. and it might, it might so only to be – an audience of it one. It might be, does Paul know? <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you, could, you could table it well, and go we'll, later if you want. Yeah, maybe we'll say – If you we'll, want to do it now, I'm, you know – Usually better after I eat, but yeah, we'll, we'll save we'll save the the game because um, there are some other good football ones. Um, Matt writing in and, and you know drawing on the conversation we had last week about Drew Brees, um, and he's just wondering if we think uh, that Peyton Manning and, and Aaron Rodgers are overrated, especially with the teams that Manning had with the Colts for that era and only got one ring. Lots of disappo- disappointing. Losses. Do you think he was better than Tom Brady? Um. I think it's a there's a nuance to that question that I think if you designed a quarterback in a lab it would be Peyton Manning. No, but what I'm saying, do you think that the yeah. emailer thinks that Tom Brady was better than Peyton Manning? Probably. Then why is it a disappointment that he only won one ring? Yeah, he had to get past Tom Brady. Did he win two? Yeah, he he actually does have two rings, but he's talking about the Colts. Yeah. I I mean, like I I don't think that that Manning or Rodgers is overrated. I would take Brady over both of those guys, and I really wouldn't have to think too much about it because I think there's an intangible quality about Brady that I've not really ever seen with anybody else. Um, I'm not telling you that Rodgers is – well, I kind of am telling you I don't think Rodgers is clutch. I think Manning is clutch. I think Manning has a reputation because they had so many really disappointing losses uh, in the playoffs that somehow – you know how we – remember we talked last week about some guys just have – like great fortune and some guys you know have different things that happen to them you know that really has nothing to do with their ability Peyton Manning has an incredible amount of bad fortune tied to a lot of his 
losses. And I'm not telling you he's always been off the hook. I was watching a Pittsburgh loss. Remember that? I was watching on on NFL Network the other day. Um, they were showing the Ravens Broncos playoff game. The year the, the Ravens won the Super Bowl, and yeah, like part of it is is on Manning. Because he throws a terrible interception in overtime, and it was a ter- he was rolling out to his right, throws back across his body. He never, on his best day, had the arm strength to do that stuff, and he did it. Got picked off, and that's how they lost in overtime. But don't you think it's an incredible amount of misfortune to have that bomb that Flacco completes to tie the game? And oh, by the way, tie the game at thirty-five, <laughs> right? And you lose. You put thirty-five points on the board, and you end up losing. And you lose ultimately because you throw an interception in overtime that should have never even that should have never even been in overtime. Uh, and again, I'm not absolving Manning of that. He threw the pick, like that's you know part of that is on him. Whereas like other things happen, like you know Brady throws a, a horrendous pick in the Super Bowl against Carolina, and Carolina ultimately ties the game, and then the kicker kicks the ball out of bounds and sets up the game winning field goal for like. Did Brady make plays to set up that field goal? Absolutely. He was balls. He made the, the throw to Troy Brown to get him, you know, you know, w- way down there, all of that stuff. It, you know, Brady, you got, but if you start from your own 20 as opposed to the 40, maybe you don't get in field goal range. Maybe you throw the pick in overtime. Yeah. You know, like some of that is just greatness, and some of it is also good for – like I look at now, like Tampa Bay. When, when Brady went to Tampa Bay – the NFC South was a really solid division with, with Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. Now it's like the worst division in football. <laughs> Brady hasn't like done anything. Years, yeah. And like the, in two years, it's like one of the worst divisions in football. Yeah, I know. I mean, even the conference. Go ahead and expand to the conference. Almost the entirety <laughs> of his time in the AFC East, it was the worst division yeah. in football. Yeah. Yeah, I just – I think back to the Peyton Manning in 05 and 06, both, you know, both times in 06 – you know, the 07 team needed everything they could to come back against that team. The 09, the fourth and two game, um, you know, things changed a little bit in 10. Well, there. just uh, like don't think about it. Yeah. Right. Because you know that Brady has the upper hand on Manning head to head. You know that. Is that true in the playoffs? No, it's about even. Right. I mean, you yeah, got him right at the yeah, beginning. Manning's three and two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like I think there's this perception because the first impression that we saw was Manning sort of succumbing to the elements here in 03 and 04 and not playing well and the Patriots coming away with resounding wins. Then the next three times they played in the playoffs, Manning yeah. won. Yeah. And, and it makes you and, wonder. In all three of those times, weather wasn't a factor. Yeah. And in all of them, I mean, maybe, I, th- I think, I mean, it kind of came down to where they played, right? Like, I mean, that's, yes. that's kind of what it was. One of the biggest plays in the first dynasty's history that no one ever talks about is the goal line stand play in Indy in the 03 regular season. If the Colts score and win that game, the playoff game later that year is played in Indy and not Foxborough. And I think there's a whole different outcome. Yeah. I definitely see Manning and Rodgers in the same, you know, just family of, and I know we're splitting hairs. We've talked about this in the past where it's like you're talking about Tom Brady, guy that went to Michigan, was drafted. I mean, he's an, he's an elite athlete any way you want to cut it. But still, it just feels like Rodgers and Peyton Manning are just perfectly constructed in a you know in a factory to be a quarterback. You know, like they just they have they have everything. I mean, uh, Rodgers certainly the athleticism of just you know the, the ability, just the natural Rogers from the talent other two. that he has. That's yeah. what what separates him. 
Um, but I think he's the least clutch of them all. Right. The, out of those three. And now, that's Brady is light years ahead of Manning yeah. in the clutch department. But there were still, like I said, those moments in the fourth and two game where you just – it's like it, – and that's how Brady felt times where it's like if you give him a chance, it's inevitable that they're going to move the ball, especially on those Patriots defenses when they got there in the middle. Um, but I don't know. I never I, – I always appreciated Peyton Manning. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, and, and I, I and never I, had like this hate. I just respected him as, again, a, as a great opponent. When I criticized Breeze, and I had no idea when I did this, I think you were on that show, yeah, Alex, was. On, on Tuesday. That that was like huge on Thursday, and it's obviously carrying over. I didn't mean to su- suggest that I think that Drew Breeze is not good. I think Drew Breeze is one of the great quarterbacks that, that's played. I yeah, just don't think and he's of that generation. Yeah, I just don't think he belongs in the category the best with those three generation yeah. of quarterbacks to like really come through the league at the same time. So it's just it's just the crappy luck of being with those guys. I at remember the same being time. really impressed with Drew Breeze in 2 Yeah. When the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 01, they start off 3-0 and the following year in September. It looks like they have a wagon. And then they went to San Diego, and Drew Brees like, had a really solid game as a young quarterback, sort of finding his way, and he was really, you know, he, he didn't light it up or anything, but it was, it was very Brady-like. He made all the plays when he needed to make plays, mm-hmm. and the Chargers beat the Patriots, and that was sort of the start of a very average season for New England. But I, w- I remember being very impressed with a young Drew Brees in yeah. San Diego. Yeah, there's plenty to be impressed with him. I, just, I think not to say that I would I would consider it a disappointment if Mac Jones, uh, you know, had a career like Drew Brees. But what I worry oh, about God. with Mac Jones is just that he's going to have a similar problem where he's a very good quarterback, but he's buried by a number of outstanding, you know, transcendental kind of quarterbacks. If Mac Jones turns out years. to have a career commensurate with Drew Brees, not only will I be 1,000% wrong, but I will be thrilled. Yeah, and that's probably why it's a bad example, but I think it's just a little bit ap- applicable that, you know, he, it had, it had Breeze been, you know, if it had Breeze been an AFC quarterback in, like, 2015, 2016, 2017, like, you know, in his prime, like, he probably would have been going head-to-head against the Patriots in the AFC Championship every year, you know, but it's just the way that his career worked out, where he was in the NFC at the time, Matt Ryan was there, you know, like, they always had That was an eye-opening game games. in 2009. When, when they went down to New Orleans. That was the infamous game that, that was Bill and Tom are caught on camera for that. I just can't get these guys to play. I just can't play. get these guys to play the way we need to play. And I mean, that was just an evisceration. Drew Brees just absolutely, five, I think, five touchdowns in that game. <laughs> it's funny, too, because in retrospect, like I remember that being like, ooh, that was, that was a beatdown, but still didn't really compare to the beatdowns of the last. <laughs> you know, like it's not no, even I do the think same the universe. Saint, I, I think, <laughs> the, I think the Saints punted. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Uh, good one from Spee. I think we can get uh, we can all get involved in this one before we go, go back to the phones here. But um, what's your most embarrassing personal sports memory? Uh, for me, it was being on the Skins team one day during a summer elementary school basketball game. It was overseen by some high school girls subbing in for our normal coach, being the little chubster I was. Their giggles at my failure to waste wrap the ball uh, echo in my ears to this day. Uh, I know, Mike, you're right. I do feel your pain. Uh, you must each have an all-time personal sports mortification tale uh to share i'm trying to uh i I mean i unfortunately have a lot of them we talked about shirts and skins a lot which is just you know terrible for young chubby middle school-esque boys i'm with you i didn't like shirts and skins but for not that same reason i was like my arms are like pipe cleaners (laughs) i didn't like that see i never would have thought skinny arms that was that was like ugh. i had no i have no shoulders and i had skinny arms i didn't didn't like when my shirt was off flabby uh 
I, I think one that was kind of embarrassing for me, and it's not really in the same universe, um, and I've told Paul this one before. We were playing Babson in hockey my junior year, and I ma- made a play at center ice, swiped at the puck, and my stick just kind of broke in half. And the blade, like it was one of those aluminums that you used to you know, have to put the blade in, and the blade just went up in the air, and it came down and just hit my defensive partner right in the head. <laughs> and... I lost my focus. I just started laughing, kind of. And then they went down and scored on us, and then I didn't play the rest of the game. Um, Deuce! <laughs> I, oh, I, was, I was just so mad at myself, but I, it was like one of those random things where just the blade is like, like everyone in the place is watching it, like, where's it going? It just clocks my partner right in the head. Um, that was kind of embarrassing. Not quite the same, <laughs> though, you know? Any old own goals? Uh, no one, no one goals that I at least remember that were mortifying enough. I don't think so, though. Though I did play defense and probably was a candidate for that. The the worst things I can think of is, I did hurdling and track, the four hundred hurdles, and I ate poop once and tripped right over. That was embarrassing because I knew a lot of my friends were at my meet. Um, one time during a soccer game, I was so dehydrated it was bad. I was like at the beach the day before, and I went to do a throw in. <laughs> And both of my calves cramped up mid-throw-in. The ball, like, went straight up in the air, and I just, like, fell and collapsed, and no one knew what was wrong with me. And it was just, I had two calf cramps at the same time. You were, were you one of those girls that does that, like, flip throw-in? I was okay. always uh, I was always enamored with, like, I'm like, what? Did that girl just do a flip? Like, how is that legal? Have you ever seen, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I yeah. spent probably, like, three weeks one summer. One of my best friends since like first grade was an elite gymnast she went on to be on a Celtics cheerleader on the green team so one day during like a football game that was going on her and I sat there and I made her go through that front hand spring throwing with me and I sprained my wrist but I almost had it almost doesn't count <laughs> I could do it without the ball but it was the picking the ball up on my way back up that I could never quite get we had a couple girls that could do it. It was crazy to watch. Let's go to the phones. Oh, I believe this is Willem. Willem and... Oh, okay. That gives me time I'm gonna to hardy this. I'm going to hardy this for a second, and, and we're out. Sorry, William. Sorry we missed you on that one. So Call back. senior Babe Ruth baseball game. So I think I was 18, and I'm playing left field, and we're winning uh, in last inning, two outs, and a lefty hits like a high fly ball to me. So the ball's kind of coming at a funny angle off a left-handed bat to left field. And I thought it was like a routine fly ball right to me. And I'm sitting there camping, and I can still remember one of my very best friends played center field. And he's going, Pip, back, back, back. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like right to me. And all of a sudden it starts coming down, and I realize I'm probably 5 to 10 feet too shallow. And now it's kind of too late to turn and run back like you're supposed to, so I just start backpedaling. And my spike caught my stirrup. <laughs> oh no! Put a huge hole in the back of my sanitary sock, and I just went ass over tea kettle, falling back as I'm trying to reach back. It goes off the top of my glove. <laughs> One run scores, two run scores. Everett loses. Oh, I thought you would have done the. Uh, I, was, I lost it in the sun. Kind no, of, no, kind no, of no, no, no. I, I wish. I wish it was easily. And to your point, Alex, there were like a lot of girls there yeah, watching and that's stuff. That's the thing. And I was so in bad. Like when I went back in to the stands i was so embarrassed i just wanted to hide right so now we're losing by one and don't you know we get like bases loaded one out and i'm like oh they're gonna bail me out they're gonna bail me out here 
We didn't. <laughs> I actually just we thought of score. one, but I wasn't playing the game. I was covering the Hoopal Classic at the basketball, or I was at Springfield College. Are you guys familiar? Mm-hmm. So this year in particular, it was like three years ago, Bronny James happened to be there. Yeah. So LeBron. Oh, I remember Bronny. So LeBron, LeBron, LeBron came to Springfield. So I was tasked, working for Mass Live at the time, with getting a photo of LeBron James when he walked in, quickly like uploading it, posting LeBron James spotted at Hoopal Classic, whatever. So I just had to get that picture taken, uploaded, and put into the story as quick as possible. And of course, right when LeBron walks in, an errant basketball from the, the AAU game comes flying at me. I have a venti iced coffee right next to my keyboard sideline, smashes my coffee. It goes all over me and explodes as I'm taking the picture. Oh, God. So then I'm just like, you know what? That sucks, but game face on. Got to just do my job, get this story up filled with coffee. But people from the stands are like, oh, my God, honey, like giving me like paper and trying to like help me. And I'm like, you guys need to get out of my way. I need to get this done. Like, thank you, but stop. Like, <laughs> But it was so embarrassing because I was just sitting there covered in coffee. And You didn't yell anything racist at LeBron while you were, uh, while you were there? Oh, my God. <laughs> That whole thing, yeah. Thanks. What's his, his deal? Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, good question here uh, from Joel. I, I like it. Um, I don't remember giving permission for a party, Joel. <laughs> um, really simple question though, and I think, and, and he only asked, you know, what's the best way for the Patriots' opponents to attack the offense? I mean, I'd I'd love to talk about too how to how to attack the defense, but. Um, you know, what do you think, Paul? What do you think? So what, what would you do? You say, I mean, obviously, it's hard to tell exactly what you're going to be dealing with right now at this point. I would just make them do something different. And I would do what teams did for the most part in the second half of last year. And I would get uh, a lot of bodies around the line of scrimmage. I would make sure you stop the run first and foremost and then make them beat you over the top. Yeah. Make them do something that they didn't show the ability to do on a consistent basis last year. And I think that's what the Patriots offense is planning on is to Try make to a concerted tr- effort to throw the ball downfield more successfully than they did last year. And the funny thing is, is and, I, and we talk about this a, a lot, weird how, I mean, I'd almost say the opposite is true for the defense. Run the ball <laughs> and throw the ball short and just make them cover. You know, target these new linebackers. Make these guys, you know, cover. Um, it'll be interesting to see, of course, I mean, how what are they going to do to play with it? They know everything we yeah, know. I would just say throw the ball. Like, I know that they have a hard time stopping the run, but uh, I, I think you can throw the ball all over them. And I think the teams that threw the ball well last year had all kinds of success against the Patriots. We got a, a recommendation here from Alexander, uh, Alex in Pawtucket, and uh, he's saying one of the best spots to get tacos in Central Falls, Rhode Island, it's called El Paso, and the uh, Birria. B-I-R-R-I-A. Mm-hmm. I can roll my R's a little bit. Uh, the most authentic, Baria. best I Baria. have ever had. Um, that's a good one. Let's see. Uh, we got a question. Which side of the ball do you think will be the Achilles heel of the team? A lot of negative stuff. Uh, and we'll let the team down uh, in crunch time. So who's going to mess it all up? <laughs> I mean, I think it's equal parts. I know you guys think it's defense. I think it'll be more disappointing if it's if it's defense, I think that'll be frustrating is if the offense actually does, you know, make some strides and, and looks better. And, you know, it's it's the couple plays at the end that they, that they can't quite make with the defense. Um, that will be a little bit more frustrating. I, mean, I think the passing defense out of the cornerbacks line up. You got to lead. You got to put the game away. Can you shut down these passing offenses and not let yep. them get that last score uh, in the final minutes? We got Eldred ringing in. Let's uh, let's bring him right on. Hey, Eldred, what's up? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing? Good. 
trying my best, you know. I'm sorry that I missed Thursday's show. Uh, I wanted to talk to Fred and Fred, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> About the draft process when uh, Nikhil was drafted, said nobody doing the draft. Yes, I did. You know. Yep. Fred but said I'm nobody killed he, that draft pick? No, that, remember uh, when he said, uh, one of the callers called in and said, I wish we had a draft pick, but did you say that during draft day? Oh, yeah. And I couldn't get in because I was off, and I would have called him and said, yes, said I did. A lot of people said draft day. I mean, I said yes, that. I did. Remember that was, I told that was you to a bus, and uh, Paul, you told me, no, get a man a chance. Get yeah, a kid a chance, I did. Man. I wanted to be fair, and before I killed him, I wanted to see him. And then, if you recall, I saw him that spring, and I was like, uh, I don't like what I see. Yep, I liked yep, what I saw walking onto the field. That was like that's my Nikhil Harry but moment. That, I was like, whew. That pick, was, I don't, I don't want to say <laughs> universally like panned, team. but that that was a widely panned pick at the time. Eldred's not wrong. A lot of oh, people, yeah. a lot of people didn't like that pick when they made yeah, it. Yeah, remember I said me and BK we wanted DK Metcalf, and I'm like, you know, I think if, if Brady had him, he'd probably still be here, or or McLaren, either one of those. Brady probably still would be there, or whatever. I think be for another two years. You think they would have offered him more that, money? That, uh, more money, uh, but like I said, I would roll Tom Brady to roll. I did with a wheelchair. Yeah, I know, but if they would because if the Patriots that. offered he him more that. money, he'd still be here. Like that. I mean, that's the the question that no one knows the answer to. Yeah, I don't know about that. One like if if DK Metcalf or Debo Samuel was the guy they picked instead of Harry, yeah, that makes him more successful in in twenty nineteen yeah. throwing the ball, but. Yeah. Does that mean that they would have given him more money? I don't know about that one either. I don't think, I don't think uh, Bill would have. And I, then, I don't either, and I think he'd be gone. Paul, he wouldn't have paid the receiver either. After his three years, he'd yeah, be Yeah, I think Deuce, you brought that up about A.J. Brown last week. Would he still week. be here? Would he yeah. still be here? And I think there's a chance that he wouldn't be. And that's a good point, because, too, because of, like, pay him. the dis- not necessarily the disdain, but it, Brady visibly did not like Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Very once, visibly. Once you're out, once you're out, you're out. Good news. Oh, yeah, good news. But but that's the that's thing I call for, you know, because of, but Paul, I think you owe me a lunch. What do I owe you a because, lunch for? Because when we said about this doing the draft class, then I said, I, I even told you, everybody drafts before him, after him, do a whole lot better than McKeel. I said, the next year, you'd be ready to trade him. And you kept saying. Oh, and I was ready. I mean, you're right about that. I, like. I'm telling you, I, I, I watched him in that. I watched him that spring, and I just said, this guy can't get open. And I didn't like anything about him, but I, yeah, you're right. At on draft day, I said give him a chance. He's got measurables. Let's see if he can play. And ultimately, he couldn't. I don't think he worked really hard either, to be honest with you. But that's just me. Hi. But I think Herm. I think the boss Herm, man's back. The nightmare is over. Well, you have a good one. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> Thanks, Biggie. Thanks. So I, I think I owe Biggie a lunch. I don't know uh, why, but <laughs> some bet that we made. Yeah. Yeah. If he can produce the audio. Hi, everybody. Fred's here. Hi, Fred. What did I miss? Uh, we talked a little bit about patting ourselves on the back of being the uh, the first oh, podcast. Did you, did yeah. you play it? I, no, I, I don't think. Okay, I, I think Tease might have it now. Oh, he might have it. Oh, play it. Go ahead. Did, do we need We're to going s- down memory lane here, and given um, Mark's uh, lineage, did you, did you know that basically I think one of the first podcasts was launched by the New England Patriots in August of 2000? They did a show called PFW in progress and it was a live show that was recorded and you could get it on demand at patriots.com um so i don't know if that technically counts as a podcast but i wow. i think that it was one of the first 
you know, or advise for some space in the in the beginning of this of this form. Um, I think. It- Interestingly, that's the year. That's the year Tom Brady was drafted. So everyone sort of credits him for turning the fortunes of the Patriots around after years of ineptitude. But maybe it was the podcast. <laughs> so, so just to, you know, just to I don't know if you guys talked about, it, but Love those it. two people, John Dickerson is he's face the nation, CBS, you know, and the other guy is Mark Levovich, who has like a number one bestseller on New York Times right now, and they're not sports guys. These are news guys, you know, and. I, no, really? I, I just thought it was... Couldn't I, tell. Yeah. No, but I thought it was just amazing that they would even know that. Well, Alex went right over to uh, to, P- to uh, Wikipedia, Wikipedia, and, and they, they have it there, too. They mention it there. It's like the first blurb, yeah. The history of podcasting. And yeah. you scroll down, and the first thing is about the RSS connection and that technology. Yeah. And the second thing is the first on-demand radio show and the first podcast, and... It's us. We're the first I, I think I put that up there. <laughs> ah, <laughs> edited, comes out. Edited by F. Kirk. Well, to be honest, <laughs> the first, you know, um, and I got this from Wikipedia too, so I don't know, uh, but the first, like, IP type of show like that was, like, this vinyl underground show, but they've since stopped. So I know for a fact we're the longest continuous one. Now, we changed from PFW in Progress to Patriots Unfiltered, but it's still the same show, Yeah, you know? So we're the longest continuous. I know that for a fact. I have a long uh, question. I've always wondered, um, what was like the thing behind PFW in progress? Was that like naming it that? Like this is kind of a show we do while we're putting the yes, paper together. Exactly. And we're in progress. That's exactly, exactly no, what it was. Yeah. No, the idea was, you know, we were the newspaper. So, but we're going to do this radio show while we're doing the newspaper. So while we're doing stuff, we're going to have this show. So it was like. Patriots Football Weekly, which is the newspaper, in progress. And it started, it was like once a week for one hour. Yeah. Then we started going to, twice a week. Then we went two hours. Then we went three times a week in the during yeah. the season. You know, so like, so, it was like so it's expanded. We're taking time off to do this show. So we're in progress. It and wasn't was, even work. That was, <laughs> it didn't even count as work at that point. Right. So right. Like but at the time, it was project. like another thing that we had to do. Now, yeah. obviously, we don't do the newspaper anymore. But at the time, it was like... You know, we would sort of spitball ideas what we what we're going to work on this week. That was sort of the premise of why we started it. Yeah. Was it's the newspaper in progress? This right. is and, how, and it was know, like our little yeah. meetings. Yeah, the idea, yeah. like we talk about what we're doing, so yeah. people right. get a behind the scenes look at our planning and stuff yeah. like that. And it just kept going. I, like I still like that name. Yeah, yeah. To me, it rolls off the. T- I think it's in progress. Yeah, I think it's a much better name. Uh, yeah. and remember, the, I I fought you on it. Actually, I, I said know. we should just yeah. keep it. Just keep it. Paul, you must have been so. What do you excited. think, Alex? You must have enjoyed it. Like, it's a mouthful. Pfw in PFW progress. In progress, but I like it. Yeah, but you that must have been fun for you. I mean, I know you got like to kind do of, this. What right when it started, and all of a sudden loved it's it from like, the first day we did it. At, like Fred. once a week for an hour, you 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 could do twelve hours a week. And oh, be it was happy. great. And like Brian an and Brian and I used to go at it like oh. cats and dogs. It was oh, yeah. great. <laughs> it was great. Oh, yeah. So you also started fighting on the radio as well. Oh, well, I've been I've been fighting my whole life. I mean, I think Paul Perillo. Wait a minute. Now, I think I think this also. Also might be another first. Oh, I was the first f bomb. I on think the show. Paul Without might have question. Li- uh, thrown out the first f bomb on IP radio. There's no question, and <laughs> yeah. I wish that the old soundboard that we had has since fried, and a lot of great stuff that was on it was dropped. But Gary Gudecki, who was our producer at the time, put together you know like the great moments and that Matt does. He put together a great recap of the fight and it's like Brian and I going back and forth and we start off so calm and we're making points and he's making a point and I'm going back we're countering and all of a sudden I'm like slamming the table and I'm like 
And I so can't wait to week boop, 16. <laughs> and you know what the worst part of the whole thing was? I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. And That's the year they won the Super and Bowl. Brian has a way of arguing that really gets under your skin. Oh, yeah. I've heard that brought up a lot. Yeah. Brian has a way of belittling every opinion that's not his kind of like a lot of other people on that <laughs> side of you <laughs> <laughs> but i'll leave that one to, to what it. was brian and andy like that must have been a, a combustible kind oh, of oh, oh yes too. Uh, they, they didn't really were they ever together that much uh yeah the three of us were together a lot andy no that'd be four of us no but i mean yeah that that so trio it, yes. so brian was brian was the editor i was the assistant and andy was the staff writer at that t- and okay yes. i i just I don't remember a lot of shows with Andy and Brian. Why, what am I missing here? I don't know. Because I always remember Brian sitting right there before Andy. I, I, right where Deuce is sitting right now. Yeah, I don't think Brian did a tremendous amount of shows here. Okay. It was probably only like yeah. a year or two that he was I just here. remember that one time I was talking about offensive linemen. He had the media guy, and he was like. Left guard, left guard, left guard. Left guard, left That left. was the prototypical, and that was Fred, not me. Yeah. I thought Fred was going to kill him that day, but Fred has gotten to that point with Andy millions of times. No, but he's he was right, but the way he just did it. You doing. know, like I was talking about somebody playing. It's a tone issue. R- like a different <laughs> position. And I said, I said, I said, I forget who the player was. I said, Damian he's, Woody. He's played other positions, and I said, I think he's played guard. And Brian just got the media guy, left guard, I'm, right, left guard, left guard, left guard, left guard. Like every game oh. he played left guard. Like, yeah. like there was, it like, was oh, like, do you think he played it was guard? Like the whole, right. that it was like the whole position versatility thing that drives me crazy when a guy only plays one spot. <laughs> that was what it was. And Fred was like doing one of those. Like Fred wasn't like being overly specific, and Brian was just like oh, yeah. he attacked like a pit bull. Oh yeah, because he had his media guy in front of him, and he's you know bad as if that's you know always accurate oh that took a turn (laughs) uh so what else any anything else but that that's that clip is great i mean like again john dickerson we've always known it but now we have proof he's faced the nation it's like not he must be a patriots fan though right why would he that's that's the question is just how did they get on unless he just went on wikipedia because he didn't seem sure he probably i mean that might be what it was yeah oh that would be unfortunate (laughs) pulling the strings pulling the strings behind the scene uh no just uh you know getting excited for cam talk a little bit about pup and 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 you know potential injury guys that who you're looking forward to seeing yeah what uh you know, some some fairly mundane, uh, you know, observation, but record project predictions of, you know, what's the ceiling? We're, you know, we're just saying, you know, the height of the ceiling right now is like 11 wins. I don't think there's anybody, anybody really, even the most positive kind of Patriots people predicting more than that. I don't know how you get there, but yeah, it's uh, what else are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, Tacos. you know, like I always try to see things through rose colored glasses. And I think where my glasses started losing the rose color was with injuries, Brady, you know, like Brady I would always be like, I would be hurt and I'd be like, I'd always be optimistic. Oh, he'll be back in two weeks or he'll be. And it, and I just get, you know, getting disappointed over and over again where I realize, you know, <laughs> the, these things take longer than I, I hope they It's will. like Fred came in my office and he goes, could, could you pitch with a broken pinky? Yeah. I, just, I said, absolutely not. <gasps> I still kill. think you can. <laughs> I said that would kill. Um, but I think overall, like, you know, over 28 years of, of being here, like, I think I have a pretty good sense of things. And, like, you know, we've seen good teams in the beginning of the season who end up being good. And this isn't one of them right now, you know? Ooh. This would be a, a major surprise. Save that one. No, I, I, I'm not changing yeah. my tune. No, I know you This not. would I be a major that. surprise, a good one, if they ended up winning 11 games or more 
I think everybody would be really happy and surprised, but I don't see it. Like, you know, like I'm, I think what I'm trying to say is you, you get indications of things, and we're not getting that right now. Yeah. We're not getting those indications. Yeah, and one of the things that, you know, I, I don't think the schedule, like the individual teams in the schedule, I don't think it's overly daunting. I think it's a middle-of-the-road schedule. But I do think the way it's set up, there are some pockets that are going to make life difficult. And, and I even look at the very beginning – I, I, you know, somewhere in the back of my mind, I still think Bill is that guy, right? He can all of a sudden they're going to, you know, we just kind of touched on it with the, with the offense, right, Mike? Maybe they're going to do some things that are different. Maybe they're going to push it downfield. So I could see them maybe surprising offensively coming out of the gates and maybe being a little better, more high powered than a lot of people think. And maybe you can steal some wins that way. But then you look and you're like at Miami, at Pittsburgh, yeah. home against Baltimore, at Green Bay. Like, even if that happens, right. is that enough to win and more than two of those games and, or maybe even more than one? And, and here's the other thing. You know, we have to – as Patriots fans, we have to change the way we look at the schedule. Because in the past, you look at the schedule and go, oh, this is a, a you know, relatively easy schedule because we were really good. Right. You know, now right. you might be right. Like, overall, the teams may not all be, you know, world beaters, but – this is the this is another Patriots team. Every one of these games are going to be dog. Yeah, fights. and when I say it's it's middle of the road, I'm just going strictly by numbers. Yeah, like yeah, right. Their 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 combined opponent record is below 500. But for for but that te- doesn't mean anything. But for a middle of the road team, which the Patriots are, it's going to be tough. Yeah. You're no longer the Patriots with Tom Brady and you know where you can look at the schedule and go win, 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 win. Maybe a loss, win, win. You know you can't do that anymore. I just think there's as many questions going into this season as you probably have had in the last 20 years. And and all those times that you had those questions, you knew you had Tom Brady. So even if you had a terrible defense, 2010, 2011, you know, you, you're still going to get an MVP quality season out of that guy and, and, and maybe end up in the Super Bowl. The league's better now. You know, you just you, – Well, and, and, and you're right. It's It was mostly Brady. But it was even core defensive players. Sure. You always had, like, those core players from year to year that you knew what you were getting. On defense, and that's, you know, where I'm worried this year, I don't see that, you know? Yeah. Like, Barmore is a core player. He's in his second year, you know? Yeah. Matt Judon needs to be a core player he had a good first half of the year last year. And then there's a lot of questions. So much is colored by that second half of the season, especially yeah. with Judon, because had he finished better or just at least kind of kept the pace that he had, you'd be, all right, well, we got one piece that we know we can count on. You know, I think now even people are like, what do we really have with Matthew Judon? You know, is he ready to step up and lead that kind of unit and be a productive player every every game, week yeah. one to week 18? It's it's And you mentioned Barmore. I think that's what I'm kind of holding my breath a little bit going into the season being like guys have to step up like the, like there needs to be some new faces out there being like whoo right this guy's really showing up and that's just not something you've seen other than maybe mac and and barmore a little bit last year just not something you've seen yeah, a lot i mean of in, if in it's training. just barmore teams aren't going to let him ruin the game they're going to focus on him and they're going to make it tough on him he needs help yeah I, so just, I, I did a little tv last week cheap plug it's already done so it's not really a plug days of our lives. Um, last friday <laughs> while i was with nbc sports boston and our buddy phil perry oh our he is really, really high on Ramondre Stevenson. Great. You know, he thinks that that's a guy that could really uh, emerge as a dangerous Well, weapon. now you're talking offense, and I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm bullish on the offense. I think we've got a lot to work with there. I do. 
But again, I'd like to ask Phil that question that we that I asked uh, of Ramondre season is, is is the backfield set up in a way that one player can have enough success to truly make a huge difference on the team, or is no matter how good he is, he's only going to have maybe two or three games where he really makes an impact, and otherwise, uh, wasn't really his game. Harris kind of had a good game, you know. Like, I I, I just I, I wonder how question. they could ever get to a point where every week you're like. Big game for Ramondre Stevenson. It feels like it's going to be by committee, and each week somebody else is going to kind of step up. And, I, and I'm not saying I like this. Well, like I would of, rather have like an awesome I'll, one running back that I know, you think, know, and he gets hurt. But think about I've got depth. Think about the best running backs in the league. Okay, right. and there's only probably one or two. You know, um, you know, McCaffrey when he's healthy. Uh, what's his face over in the Titans? Yeah, Henry. Yeah, Henry. Derek. There's not a lot of running backs that can are that Jonathan have that Taylor. type of influence. Yeah, John Taylor, Nick Chubb. I mean, but you yeah. know, even those guys. But even like, those guys. Could you even see Stevenson Taylor. making the impact that that Taylor or or Nick Taylor Chubb had a better or, year than anybody? Yeah, he did. But they didn't make the playoffs. No, but not because of him. No, but that's what had, I'm saying. They had a terrible so, quarterback. So Ramon- and, and if you have a terrible quarterback, you're not going to make the playoffs. Right. Either. So Ramondre Stevenson has a great year. Great. But there's a lot of other things that have to happen. For this team, well, that's to, why I'm not big on running backs. Yeah, because yeah. they can't do it. You know, if if you have a, a really good quarterback, you know, with very few exceptions, you're probably going to have a pretty successful. Yeah, year. it's it's about Mac. Yeah. It's it starts with Mac. You know, he's got to make that year two jump, and that's what you know is going to make the offense good. And then, then, then. The defense is yeah, a big question mark. Like you just want to get to the point where the defense can let you down. Like you know, at least we had a chance at the end. Right. You know, like at least right. to get that opportunity. Yeah, to like you'll take some thirty-four twenty-eight losses. Right. You know, yeah. ah, we just couldn't I, get. I, I largely like, like remember, like there was that age-old question: like, would you rather be, you know, up by a point with two minutes to go, or down by two points with two minutes to go? And with Brady, you'd want to be down. Every time. Every time. Yeah. I'd, want to, I'd want to be down even now. Yeah, because Mac. because you knew you were going to get into field goal yeah. position at worst. You know? And so that's where you want this offense to get to. I used to make the argument, would you rather be up two and the other team has the ball or down four and you have the ball? That's even tougher. I would take the ball. With, with Brady? Ever, period. Really? The other team's going to get a field goal. I can't rely yeah. on them missing it. Right, right, right. Like, I'd rather have the ball and have a chance to go down, score, and win. Yeah. Every time. I don't care who my quarterback is. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are we doing? We got <laughs> random guys just coming <laughs> in the studio. That's <laughs> uh, Matt. I think just no, I know. It's not a random guy. It's no socks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're also kind of discussing just how much can you really take from training camp. Like, how much actually really translates. I mean, I think Mac last year, you, you had a pretty good, all right, he looks good. Barmore, I think, on the one-on-ones and that, he looked like a handful. But, you know, trying to extrapolate schemes and who's going to pop. And, you know, it's like the Uche thing last year where it's like. Well, we'll be able to do that this you year. You know, <laughs> well, that would be good. It's hard, it's hard when they're getting pressure and nobody's blocking or, you know, they're all in, sh- you know, shirts and shells and, you know, but. I'm still excited to get out there and, and finally. Did you order anything? Get over I can't. This. I'm on a diet. Oh. You're staying strong. I've started my diet. Okay. How so you what feeling? kind of stuff? So are you, you didn't eating? have to just ignore it's my Nutrisystem. Yeah, but what is what's what's their thing? Like shakes. what's their philosophy? Shakes? Well, no, no, the shakes are snacks, but like I don't know what the philosophy is. But you order food and you pay them, <laughs> and if you and they say if you do what we tell you to do, you will lose weight. Right. Which so. every diet 
Yeah, that's true of. If yeah. you do what they tell you to do, but can you maintain it? Right. Can you maintain it? You know, if you come off of it, like, are you able to maintain? Get right back. We'll see. My goal is to lose thirty pounds in two months. So you, you know, you maybe put wear like a rubber shirt during the PU shows out front. Sure. You know, like you'll sweat. Yeah. You'll sweat that out in no time. With no, the, the just humidity. go into the fitness center, do the treadmill, walk for a half hour on incline twelve, speed three for thirty minutes every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. Quite, that's quite an incline. But you still it have is to quite eat. An incline, Sixty percent of the but, time. But you still <laughs> have to eat right, time. right? You still have to eat right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but that's my diet anyway, so I don't know what the. Yeah, so I mean, if you're already eating right, then great. Any exercise is really going to help you. But if you don't yeah. eat right, you're screwed. Yeah, oh yeah. And so many health health foods are just like fake health foods and pre-prepared and processed, and that's why I'm asking you these questions about your shakes. I think I think what's um, in those shakes? Yeah, well, I think uh, my thing is portions. You know, I don't always have to get the 24 ounce steak. I yeah. could get a 12-ounce steak, you know. Just sure. get the half rack of ribs. Yeah. Right. Paul. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. We'll take a break right now. And when we come back, more calls and emails. Patriots Unfiltered. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean right, College. Steve, Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. 
Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb, and our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played, and everyone knows we gave it our all. We, the fans, march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. 
Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning, and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's Speed Test Intelligence Data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. 
To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We delivered jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. And now, great moments in history. I know everybody around here says the Celtics love to make it hard on themselves and... You know, they, they're doing it again, and they're blowing opportunity with, like, nothing to do with the other team, like, forcing 18 turnovers. It's the Celtics giving well, it well, away. Well, that's what I was trying to tell you all these you know, years with the Patriots when you would say the other team's stinking. I said, well, maybe the Patriots had something to do with it. But now, because not, not, now not, you have that take. Wait a minute. And I'm glad you've come around. Wait a minute. And I agree with your take on the Patriots, and I always have. No. In, in games like... No, you and Andy, in play- the league sucks. The no. Patriots suck. You know. so you're, you're making two different arguments. The so league does always suck. happens at the, no, end of the, show. the league does suck by and large, and teams give games away. But you can't tell me they won six Super Bowls because the other team sucked. No, <laughs> that's stupid. That's what you guys used to say. Never once did I say in, this, in a Super Bowl the other team sucked. I would I would give credit to the other team and the Patriots having beaten that team. You yeah. would take away from the Patriots by diminishing the other no, team. No, I would take away again from the Patriots and again and again when when they get dominated by like the Cleveland Browns and lose because Cleveland gives the ball away seventeen times. Like that's different, right? Because the Patriots had nothing to do with it. But that. you don't beat the the like the Steelers and the Colts and the Rams all because the other team sucks. Yeah. 
Sorry, the other team doesn't suck. No, but they would say teams come to. But that's what teams come to Gillette. They just poop themselves. But they just what, don't know what to do. But that's well, what that's Celtics fans are saying now. It's all about the Celtics sucking, not the Golden State doing anything. That I agree with, and I also agree with the other way too. That's another great moment from. All right. That was a good one. Yeah. Usually I cringe when I hear those played back. Not too bad. 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. It's Deuce. It's Alex. Paul. Me. Matisse in the booth. Matisse. Sure, uh, you hear Asante Samuel, that bitter old cornerback. Uh, I, I saw something where he was like, it's all Brady. It was all Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Then he talked about getting franchised, too, uh, which was pretty funny the that way was, he said it. That was where He funny. was like, you don't even like me. <laughs> When Bill, Bill called him to tell him he was franchised. Yeah. He said, you don't even like me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is accurate. Oh, man. That's Although, funny. Bill, Bill, like, I think Bill had a little of that, uh, you know, like, if it was up to me, Deuce, oh. like, I'd give oh, you a raise. Yeah, yeah. Just my hands are tied. But, you know, it's nothing I can do, you know. Yeah. And then he goes to Fred and says, you know. I wouldn't give Deuce a raise. He's not. <laughs> he's running. I think Bill yeah, has yeah. a little of that, right? In, right. With Two the fans? players, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's yeah. like I, no, you, it's just sort of like you got the players have to believe you're on their side. Yeah, as a coach. and you got to kind of play that game and a little bit. It's weird to be a GM. But I think and a Bill coach. did that a little bit with Asante Samuel. You remember the the clip after the 07 AFC Championship game? Fred's nodding his head, but I guarantee he has no idea what I'm talking about. Um, they beat the Chargers here and went to the Super Bowl, and he went up to – he had, like, a Asante in a hug. And he's like, right. you know, you we need to keep you. You need to stay – you know. And I'm thinking to myself, it's a foregone conclusion. He's going. Like, he's going as soon as he can. Well, the, the night you know, whether it's franchise, no franchise. Like, he's going as soon as he can. The, the night before the Super Bowl, he's walking around going, I'm going to be a I'm free gonna, agent. I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get paid. And it's like, okay, just, you know, you got a game to play tomorrow. It's <laughs> kind of a big one. He's thinking about – Afterwards, it's it's hard to and balance. Then he dropped the ball. Being the general manager and the coach, and you know, like saying that, pumping him up, knowing you know we're going to need this guy to play well in a couple weeks, but also being the guy that's going to say, "Bye," you know, like that's just. I hear what you're saying. It's just hard. It's a weird kind of to manage. Yeah, those that's two why roles. I don't I don't say that to Bill. Like I'm making yeah. fun of Bill, but I do think that that's part of it. But like for Asante to say like you don't even like me, I kind of he, I probably agree with him. I don't think he was ever showing much. I mean, I I don't want to speak out of school. I've heard comments, let's put it that way, of what they really thought of Asante. And they weren't overly flattering. He doesn't really seem like their kind of mold of a cornerback. You know I mean? He was too I good? Mean, yeah, he was too good. But but more in that, like, I don't know. It wasn't like Ty Law. You know? Like, that, that one to me was, yeah, he wasn't Ty Law. No, you're right. Um, but that one to me was one that left a lasting mark. They chased the cornerback. Yep. For years after he left, and it wasn't until Talib, when they yep. traded for Talib, what in twelve? Yep. Little, yeah, little they, spike they, of they finally in found there. somebody. Little Lee Bottom. Oh, hey, they Lee had Bottom. one stiff after the next <laughs> trying to replace him. A Wheatley, um, Sean Springs. Deuce, did you have a funny start to the show? I don't know. <laughs> Brett, Brett, just kind of your boy. It. It's your boy, Deuce. <laughs> Brett in Halliburton, Ontario, said that you did. I don't oh, know. Man, man. Probably subjective. No? All right. Question, he says, to guess if it's 9, 10, or 11 wins, the big question is, uh, can we stop the run even a bit even or just enough, he says. I'm not confident that we can, and if we can't, then play action, etc., will kill us. On top of that, the schedule is tough. I'll say 9 and 8, best case scenario for this year, and no playoffs. I feel like I'm evolving a bit. 
and maybe it's because I have to that I, I'm not like as concerned about the run defense. I just feel like those are. I, I just think you're going to win or lose with the pass. And I totally agree. Mike. You know, like I, I, as much as I want to say you want to win the battle up front, I do think that there's an element of truth. I only think there's a couple teams in the league that could just line up and beat you running the ball. You know, almost solely. Let I me mean, yeah. Tennessee being the, yeah, the, the there's, one. There's all, and, and Indianapolis is, is probably another one, but. For the most part, and I maintain this, like there's just not enough ways to score if all you do is run the ball. Now, the teams that can run it and throw it, like I think Indianapolis has a chance to be one of those teams yeah. that can throw this year with Matt Ryan when they want to throw to to like uh, compliment Jonathan Taylor, provided that he stays healthy. Can you imagine if Carson Wentz could have completed, I don't know, 15 passes in that game last year? They could have scored 45 points. Yeah. Like that was that game wasn't too far off of the the wind game with the Patriots when we attempted three passes. Mm-hmm. Like they would not let right. Carson Wentz throw the ball in that game. Right. I think he threw twelve times. It's mm-hmm. funny. Like, can you imagine yeah. if he could have gone say fifteen for twenty two? Yeah. They they could have scored forty five points with the way that he was running. Yep. That yeah. night. Uh, Amir from Israel writes in, "Hey guys, uh, and Tamara, she's not here." Uh, before I begin, Mike, eating soggy cornflakes is disgusting. Stop it. Uh, Tamara, you're great. And, Paul, Pepsi is only okay to drink when you're in a restaurant that doesn't serve Coke. I kind of agree with that. See, I think the opposite. Yeah. If I, I'm at a restaurant and I say, can I get a Diet Pepsi, and they say, Coke okay, I say, sure. I'll drink the, I'll drink the Diet Coke if yeah. they don't have Well, Pepsi. you're a Pepsi guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on this guy now. <laughs> no, we just had a whole conversation upstairs about Christina Tosi, who does Milk Bar and has basically like built her whole empire kind of around co- cornflakes that are steeping in milk and using that as cereal milk and baking with that and everything. So we're not the only ones. All right, do you even like it? Alex? I do like it, and I mean with. Christina's product, like, it's hard to argue against it. She's everywhere. It's like a taste of youth. I don't know. Soggy cereal. I don't know. I just, I love it. I don't like soggy cereal. (laughs) Um, Now for my question, let's go back to the 2019 season. Say we replace the entire offense skill positions with the ones which are on the current roster. How far would you guess that team would go? I think they'd be better. I mean, I think that this is a better, a better unit. Um, I mean, that, that was like Harry, Sanu, Edelman for a couple games. Or no, he was – was he good? Uh, what, he was I mean, good the whole yeah, season. Yeah, wasn't – Edelman played. Edelman, sorry, I was confused. Yeah. Not they don't have well, anybody Well, he, he played with a softball on his shoulder, right? Yeah, but – He was hurt, but he played through. Was that that year? I think so. That's, I mean, yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah. Because they were all blending together at this point. Or maybe 20 was the year, but – I, I, He missed a lot of the 20 season with yeah. – I, I remember with um, Cam Newton. In Cam's defense, I mean, he didn't have Edelman most of that year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely take this group of weapons over. I mean, it's just no comparison, like Lacoste and Ryan Izzo, and you know, compared. But I mean, I still think you got yeah, questions in, about the defense. In nineteen, uh, Edelman had a hundred catches for uh, eleven hundred and seventeen yards and six touchdowns. In nineteen, yeah. So yeah, with Brady, yeah, yeah. He's, take, um, Amir says, I would guess like conference that. finals, and if that's the case, why do the overall feeling is that the offense is so subpar? Do you think what? that so Mac, he thinks Mac Jones is anywhere comparable to Tom Brady in 19? Well, he, he thinks that with this crew, they would have gotten to the conference finals. Right. I don't, but do you think that Mac Jones is comparable to Tom Brady? Because no, saying that that – so 
Yeah, I, I think Tom Brady would lift these guys to well, yeah. possibly another win than they got right. that year. But he could. But you're telling me Mac Jones could do the same thing? No, no, no. He's saying I, I think I don't think he's including the quarterback in those skill positions. He, he mentioned running back, tight end, and wide receivers. Okay, not can you read the very last part of the the email again? He says I would guess they'd go to the conference finals, and then and if that's the case, why is the overall feeling is that this offense is so subpar? Right. Again, because. I have a second-year quarterback as opposed to the greatest of all time. But that's not why they think it's subpar, if people do. No, but you have average weapons. No, no, but, but think about with, it. With an unproven quarterback. Think about it. Okay, so in 19, they got to the playoffs and got bounced, right? right? And he's saying, keep Brady, but take these offensive skill positions, put it on 19. Right. He thinks you get to the conference finals. So all his point is is that maybe right. these guys so, are a little better than we thought they so were. So if Brady – no, but if Brady had a little bit more to work with, they might have won another game or two is what the guy's saying. Right. Right. You don't have Brady. You still have the average receivers with an unproven quarterback. That's why people aren't necessarily as optimistic. Yeah, and I don't think it's subpar. I mean, I, I think it's par. It's, I didn't say it was average. sub. Yeah, I didn't no, say it was subpar. Well, I know that's yeah. what I mean. That was the point. But I, I, I'd take this group over the nineteen group. Even I think even it's pretty Edelman. close. To be honest with you, they didn't have anybody like Edelman. Yeah. I, I, th- your point about the tight ends is unarguable. Yeah. Inarguable. Not arguable. <laughs> Either way, you can't argue about it. Word, right? Words are hard. Uh, Andrew says, I saw Eric as an author on a few articles recently. Were those written before he left or something? Uh, yes, they were. Yeah, it's kind of like when a, when a recording artist dies and they still keep uncovering material that he recorded and they keep re-releasing it and repackaging it. So yeah. there, there's an Ivan Fears piece coming at some point from Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and I know they, I, they recently resurfaced the uh, away game list that yeah. he had which i had a lot of issues with yeah, yeah. oh i really I've got I like that you know me that's reaction. not usually my thing but yeah. that was so off i Spark had to conversations like, yeah. yeah usually i just throw kerosene on the fire and let fred beat up on eric why but what the, piece uh, was that it's he like ranked best all road the travels like it was oh. on patriots.com today he ranked the away game away cities Venues. what were your gripes I forget. They were wrong. <laughs> I forget wrong specifically um, one, but, like, oh, I, I just can't remember. But there was some, like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. He, hadn't, he hadn't been to, like, L.A., too. He hadn't been to L.A. Yeah. yeah. He's just judging it by L.A., you know. Um, some of the newbies have been great. People who don't just bounce around the country to different fan bases as a profession are always more compelling voices on the show, excluding Fred, of course. <laughs> So is I that think, a Megan shot? I think talking about you, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Alex is. You know, she hasn't bounced around the country. New no. England. Yeah, no, she's in New England. England. I mean, wow. so we, is that taking a shot at Tamara? Yeah, probably. Oh, well, that's. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Western Mass. I mean, is that really part of? <laughs> no, United we're on States? our own little it's island. New York. Yeah, <laughs> we're like exiles. Dude, you're not even from here. <laughs> <laughs> People asked me in college what my accent was. <laughs> What? You have the thickest Boston accent I've ever heard. You're asking me what my accent is. People think I sound like a like an upstate New York accent. Really? It doesn't sound like you got any any accent. I don't think I don't so really, either. Yeah, I don't detect much of an accent for you. Yeah, you know. Did you work on that? No. How long have you been hiding your accent? <laughs> I don't think I have one. It's going to come out when she gets mad. That's I, I definitely have one. All of a sudden I, that I try like, to hide. These patriots aren't doing My first day at BU, we had a sort of one of those communication things, and you go around and you like introduce yourself. And I, I, was, I was planning on making the joke, <laughs> and like everybody was like, yeah, I'm Fred Kirsch. I'm from you know whoever's team won the Super Bowl last year, and 
you know, this is what I'm majoring in. And I'm listening to everybody, and I was like, my accent's going to come out here. There's no, there's no question, right? So I was like, I introduced myself, and, and I was like, and, and I really don't have an accent. All of you talk funny is what I was going to say. Oh, good, good. But they stepped on it. They all go, oh, yes, you do. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even get the line out. And I was like, uh, son of a, I had the whole thing. I had the whole freight all set up. You just, uh, you and, just and you they got heckled. It. I got you, heckled. You just sparked a memory for me. I remember my freshman, like probably the first day, freshman year at Holy Cross, we were all sitting in the Wheeler 2 hallway. And it was a similar kind of thing where, you know, you toss the thing around and say who you are. <laughs> and there's this big dude, and he grabs it. I think his name was Dan Bowler. He's like, Dan Bullen, I, you know, I play football. And he just, like, took whatever it was, I forget, and just <laughs> threw it as hard as he could. And it hit the fire extinguisher thing and smashed it. And, just totally blew it. and my roommate, who's just one of the funniest guys, just goes, it's like a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> just like, didn't even miss any time. But that's stupid, you know, get to know your games, like, early wow. college. Icebreakers. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was, I remember what are you being, doing? I, I was really what are you doing, that. Dude? I was like, no, no, that, that line was going to be funny. I was like, no, what are you doing? Was that like in your dorm or? Yeah, I was yeah. just like in the dorm hallway, you know, and everyone's got to meet on the stupid, you know, oh, just a. Then we had these two guys that lived next to us that, like, apparently brought their subwoofer to college. Like, I'm like, how is this allowed? You know, we're, we're just trying to, like, sleep. And the rooms in Wheeler at Holy Cross are just, I mean, they are as narrow as you can imagine. Like, just the smallest You dorm. can feel the, the wall vibrate. They would, at like, 3 in the morning, they just, <laughs> like, bass, just your walls are rattling, and you'd be like, hey. We gotta be up at six for like a lift. Can you? Do you mind like not with a subwoofer? Like, like is a subwoofer? You're shaking the whole. Building. I don't know if like you're an athlete. <laughs> yeah, but I play. I'm not I, here for studies. I, I, <laughs> I'm here for sports. <laughs> I, I I have to be on the ice at six. So can you turn that down? Maybe doing snatch squats in about three hours. Uh, Yemi in Texas. I, I beg your pardon. Yemi in Texas. I know Paul is not a soccer fan, but if Italy were to play a World Cup match at Gillette in 2026, would Paul go? No. No? Really? No. The motherland? Just for the experience, you wouldn't go? No. Wow. I don't, I mean, I, I'm not making fun of anybody that would. I just, no. I'd be wasted on me. For I'm the rest of you guys, will you go to watch the World Cup games in 2026? I will if I can, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll tell you what event I'm really, uh, planning on going to army. and obviously it'll depend on what our schedule is the army navy yeah when yeah, we yeah. host that in 23 yeah, yeah. that yeah. i'm not interested in going oh I, no. I i think that would be a fantastic event yeah. I, I'm I, wanted, I, in all the above. Yeah. I want to take the kids i, I yeah. want to experience that i think you know the two sides when they're just uh it's dressed nice full. to I, take I, your kids to a football game like i'm experiencing that now where it's like i'm never taking my kids to an nfl game now it's like you gotta see that's find part a of the thing that they like, don't tell you about yeah. like you know you, you, you gotta you be know, like, oh you work for the now. patriots oh that's great oh, yeah. you'll yeah, never you know what i never got to do like i never got to take my kids to a game yeah. you yep. know it's just it seems so weird now like imagining a fan experience here and like not <laughs> not having to think about it but yeah um let's see tim writes in a uh, couple questions First is a more general football slash sports question. Which professional sports team do you hate for no good reason besides Boston rivals like the Yankees, AFC East, Lakers, etc.? Mine would be the Titans. I can't stand them, and I think Tannehill is an overrated and overpaid bum. Huh. I mean, the usual suspects. It usually just depends on who's good. Like I don't. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> feel the same. I love that wonderful honesty. <laughs> I, I like I don't like I used to hate the Colts when it was a riot, you know, but now I'm like they're the Colts. I don't. I mean, I think the AFC East teams you're always get a little bit amped up for, but 
you know, like even I can't shake the feeling of like, you know, there's still a little bit of me like it's kind of cool that Buffalo's good right now. It's something different, you know. Like I understand that that's helpful for the league, but you but know. Do you, you know, what team do you hate for no good reason? No good yeah, reason. I can't. It's hard. I can't like, they need a reason. Yeah. Because why need, would you have such a visceral reaction? Yeah, I make for up no reasons. Reason. I can make them up. But no, but like my, I think Mike just did it. Yeah. So Mike can find a way that any team that's good, he's going to try to hate right. because. If they achieve anything, it might yeah. somehow diminish the fact that the Patriots won six <laughs> titles in 20 years. But, I, like, every team that I hate, like, I hate Dallas. I hate the Jets. Like, I hate the Raiders. You know, in general terms. Like, there's reasons for that. Right. Like, I, I can't really think of a team that I just hate for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I. Are we, we back on? Oh, we're back. Hey. So, that was weird. Just lost All of a sudden, everything, everything just cut off. So. All right. Uh, so back to Timothy's uh, question. Second is a little more thought-provoking. Uh, if you could go back and undo one of the following former Patriots trades, which would it be? Sending Jimmy G to the 49ers or sending Brandon Cooks to the Rams? Personally, I would have loved to have kept Cooks. Cooks or Rams. I, part of me wants to say Sanu. <laughs> that, was, that was a bad one. But, yeah, I think I – think I mean, they ended up winning the Super but Bowl. But it's only those two. Like, you yeah, got to pick between those two. Those two. I, I no. would. I would do Cooks too because at that point you had to get rid of Jimmy. Um, now I think we could have gotten a little bit more if we had done it before the draft. Um, but you know. do, but you don't wish we kept Jimmy. Garoppolo, no, like. no. So of those two, you know, we had Tom. So of those two, I would say Brandon Cooks. Sure. Yeah. Even though they won the Super Bowl the next year without him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. I I just think like with the Sanu thing, I wish you realized that he wasn't going to make a difference, and then that second round pick was in a prime area of when you need high round picks to rebuild this team. And that one that one kind of still sticks to me. Trades you, you you wish you could have back. Patriots trades. Yeah, Cooks. Oh, second rounder for Sanu. That was a bad trade. Yeah, but the Cooks trade wasn't a bad trade. No, the, the, not, the no but not, not that I'm looking to climb the, but Mount, the, Mount the, the, the question, if you could redo, if you could go back and change one of the trades, Cooks or Jimmy G? Jimmy G. Uh, Which one would you keep? Cooks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. I you think you could have gotten more for Jimmy G, but he's right. An average Jag quarterback. Um, Kareem writes in in Boston. What's up, Pew Crew? And hello, Alex. Chances that James Devlin is a Patriots Hall of Famer. If Andy's voting, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, 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 I hesitate to say zero because I right now I've never ceased to be amazed by the guys that get nominated. There was a guy nominated this past year that I absolutely couldn't fathom. So, <laughs> well, I got I, I don't think James Devlin belongs in the Patriots. I can I, I can tease a little bit. I wrote a story um, for the Game Day magazine this year about you know New England small school football and, and got a chance to interview Devlin and uh, Eric Adler dug up some really good pictures of like him from Brown back in the day. Um, had had a really good conversation with him. So I, I don't think he's going to get in, but giving him a little bit of love. In the yeah, Game I Day mean, I, you could be like a sort of memorable figure and a and a key part of some successful teams without necessarily being worthy of being in the team's hall of fame right yeah and he asked chances of being in the pro football hall of fame now that would be none right zero point zero <laughs> right <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> uh, wasn't there a game on there uh there oh, is there probably sure is game? a game down there fred uh 
it was I didn't want to go into it when I was hosting and it was Patriots history stuff so now that I've eaten, I'd probably be able to answer this. Uh, is this Cody? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, as always, thank you for the work. I've uh, been listening for nearly 15 years and wanted to throw heaps of praise for all my favorite podcasts slash online radio show. I'd also like to add that both Alex and Tamara have been great additions to the show. For the game, Please. it's a Who Am I game. These players were part of the Patriots, whether it be past, present, or off-season only. Alrighty. So the w- have you played this game before? We've gotten random little trivia games. So, and so this is one where I throw out a clue, and you get to guess, but if you're wrong, you're out. And then I keep going down the list with clues until I run out or somebody gets it. Uh, so during my first, my final, I'm sorry, during my final preseason game with the New, Eng- New England Patriots, the announcers lauded my physicality because of my jersey getting torn making a tackle. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah, you never get it off that. I am currently still employed. Anything you hear on those preseason broadcasts. <laughs> I am currently still employed by an NFL team. Hint that doesn't necessarily yeah, mean as a player. Yeah, makes me feel like this is a trick. That's a trick hint. Um, I am a nine-time Pro Bowler and one-time Super Bowl champ. And Paul John Lynch. Yes. I was going to say the next one was Fred had a massive man crush on me. <laughs> so I didn't, need, I didn't need the layup hint. Right. Um, next one. I wore a fairly notable number during my time with the Patriots, but this number is not notable because of my play. I don't even know what that even means. Like, what Shaq, define notable? Shaq Mason? Yeah. Um, I was not drafted. My college no longer has a football program. Northeastern, BU. <laughs> and finally, all, many all of my schools. Many New England fans would watch me play and scream at the television to turn your head around. Turn your head around. It's got to be a cornerback, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, Malcolm Butler. No. Uh, Kyle Arrington. What was his number? Twenty-seven. Why is this number notable? He like switched around a little bit. I think did I think he, he go was to like 25 or 27? Yeah. 25? I think I he had know. like three different numbers. I, I think know. he went 25, 27, and then he was 24 briefly. Oh. Uh, well, I, I guessed um, Butler just for the undrafted thing. but Yeah. Know. Next one, I was a six-round pick by the Patriots. I kicked, off, right. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked off for an NFL team while not being a kicker or punter. I have one Super Bowl ring, and I currently reside in the AFC South. That's, that's hard. Kickoff, what? I, yeah, uh, it's Camille Grugier Hill. Oh, kicked off, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, see, the kickoff thing. Did he kick something? I didn't get, you know. Yeah. Uh, final one. I have only recorded statistics for two NFL franchises. I have only scored one touchdown during my entire career coming in my last year with the Patriots. I played college ball at a school in Indiana. And to give it away, it is media speculation, Fred, that I faked an injury as an excuse for giving up a touchdown. (laughs) Eugene Wilson. Eugene Wilson. There it is. (laughs) Wait, what did it say? He went to college where? In a school in Indiana. Uh, he went to Illinois. Did he? Oh. Yeah, well, that's not good. Well, it's not the same place. <laughs> kind of close, close to each other, right? That's not good. It's a partial credit. 
Uh, Cody in Fresno writes in, looking back on past training camps, was there anything you all noticed or looked for that may have translated to success that season? Anything that stood out in the Super Bowl seasons that was noticeable in camp besides the talent level? Oh, you remember Gil Santos (laughs) in 2007 knew. In the preseason when they ran the ball like 10 consecutive times for a touchdown. Yes. I knew then. I knew then they would be Super Bowl champions. I mean, I don't want to. They weren't. I don't want to keep beating the dead horse, but I, I feel like Nikhil Harry, the opposite end of the spectrum of just being not impressed with. Yeah, and I always feel like that's an indictment kind of on thing. us. Like when we watch, like yeah. I think it's far easier to say, "Did you ever watch in camp and say like that guy's not going to be able to help the team, or that guy can't play?" And I have a handful of those, yeah. but I, I don't have a lot of things that really stick out to me. Like wow. Now, yes, year after year of the Brady era, you could tell. Yeah, like, Brady Gronk. Like Fred Brady used the, the, the phrase earlier. In the, like, this is a good team. You could tell. This is a good team. You could see it. Yeah. The way they went about their business, the ball, you know, I said that to you last year. The ball never hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, just the execution, crispness, but nothing in particular. But it's just, I mean, it's easier to see that. I think like guys like Jacoby Myers who are just solid, like, and you don't really know what the ceiling's going to be, but they look pretty solid. They're, I mean, I imagine Brady to Moss, yeah. Brady to Gronk was like, "Ooh, this is tough." Myers, but otherwise, Butler, I, what there about, were guys that that stuck out and like, "Oh, that guy, he he can play. He has about, an idea." What about when Rodney cha- uh, joined the team? Rodney, yeah, he had the physical presence right away. Troy Brown wanted to fight him, threw yeah. the ball at him, and all but that, that stuff. But that is like you didn't know what was going to really happen. Yeah, you know, honestly, you couldn't say, "Oh, when I saw Rodney, I knew they were going to be Super Bowl no. champs." Yeah. No, right. Yeah. Well, it's I like agree. how do you in and, training? And I, you know me, I I hearted Rodney. Sure. Like, how can you tell? Even when, like you've had amazing cornerbacks come through here. Stephon Gilmore. I mean, we watched Stephon Gilmore in twenty nineteen. Like, you can't tell he's going to be a shutdown corner in the, in, the, in the NFL during the regular season. Like, how are you going to tell a pass rusher? You know, is going to be dominant once they get there. You, you can't. You can't tell. You can't get open against me. <laughs> what, what's that? What? I'm what? Gonna, I'm going to shut you down. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you read this nice. one, Deuce. Um, Brendan writes in from Edmonton. He says, if you could have dinner with three athletes alive or dead, who would they be? And also, Alex, do you like raisins? Raisins are okay. Yeah, I don't know why he's I asking I like the you other that. forms of grapes better, yeah. like grapes and wine. But <laughs> I like raisins. I don't yeah, like raisins fine. when they're in carrot cake. I like no raisins in like my raisin chocolate. Like raisin bran. Chocolate-covered yeah. raisins, pretty little good. Si- oh. little, the little Raisinets. Sugar. Yeah, well, they're, they're like bathed in sugar, right? <laughs> yeah, I like raisins. Uh, I like grapes in general. I like grapes a lot, but I don't... I'm, I'm like nervous huge, about this question. Why was directed question. just yeah, I feel like it's a, oh, you're gonna get like it's urban, innuendo, I feel like right? it's an urban dictionary thing. You're yeah. gonna get sent a, a, a case of raisins. Yeah, like now. what is going on? It's getting weird. Someone's, yeah. someone's got a crush. All on right, Alex. three three <laughs> athletes alive or dead that you'd want to have dinner with. I mean, probably for me, Brady. I know that might shock some people, but it shocks me. It'd be pretty good. I mean, Did we nothing could, but I hate him. Tell him about how terrible he was. You're overrated. No, I think Brady for me was one. Brady. Yeah. Could follow up on that kiss, man. I really can't. Th- I mean, maybe Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Ali would be good. I think McEnroe. It used to be Borg, but I think he'd be too boring. Yeah, I so agree. So McEnroe would be good. I agree. I don't, I don't really have any. What about Tiger Woods? No? Tiger wouldn't pick up the check. Yeah. He, he would also let wouldn't everyone bring anything to the table. Plus, he'd yeah. cost the waitress. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. It depends on. <laughs> man, <I'm Yeah. laughs> um. How low class the place was. Wait, I would like or? to have dinner with Charles Barkley. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be Barkley. fun. Barkley be a good one. See, he'd some of fun. these are more like guys that you love as as it an athlete. And other people who you think with. are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And See, I'm trying like, to find like people. I love. I, I, I think the whole thing of Ted Williams was amazing. Yeah. yeah, you know, like 
he was the best fighter pilot. He was the best baseball player. He was the best fly fisherman. But I don't think I'd want to have Probably dinner with him because be he's a curmudgeon. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, you know, really bad dad. They say. Too. Yeah, I can confirm. <laughs> He's related. He's <laughs> just like related. Are you really? Well, kind of. No, He's, you know. know. My grandfather was friends with Ted Williams growing where they used to fish together. That's oh. real. Yeah. That's it's cool. a past episode. It goes beyond that because you can hear well, John Henry, his son John Henry is do so, is, is like his like second middle name. is Because apparently my grandfather talked Doris, I think it was Doris, whatever the wife's name was, into kind of like talk Ted into being okay to have the baby. It was weird. It's a whole weird story. Yeah. So wow. he, t- yeah, Ted Williams ties. My Complicated dad. guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, Jack writes in his three would be Jim Thorpe, Babe Ruth, and Magic Johnson. No, they can be dead. Yeah, he said dead or alive. Say dead or alive. Yeah. Babe Ruth would be a good one. I think Babe Ruth because he's be, a partier. I think Babe Ruth would be a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's like what, like twenties partying? That's a little different, right? Like so yeah, he's smoking <laughs> cigars, you know, chasing women <laughs> through the, the the train in a towel. Oh, yeah. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Good one. Okay. I want to hang one. out with him That's so a good one. bad. Maybe Bill Russell. Yeah. Bill Russell. Did you guys see the Applebee the the Bills when he was a rookie when Marshawn Lynch was a rookie did a video where they just bring him to Applebee's and he talks about what's his favorite restaurant? That's a great one. I think he would he's like, you talk about somebody funny he's and interesting. He's a content he would, machine. What about the Mannings? What about like yeah. The three Manning boys. I don't really have any. Eli Payton Eli. and uh, the, I think the brother. I think Eli both is kind of like a yeah. boring, Eli, but like, Payton uh, is pretty funny. I think he oh, plays I that. I think Eli plays that. I saw another thing with him over the weekend. It was like a... Uh, See, I think he doesn't have a choice. You he would need them to together. <laughs> I, I would yeah. want them to. Like, it yeah, has to be a package them. deal. Yeah, yeah I would want like yeah, I would Peyton and, and Eli together. I think they're really funny. But I don't have any real interest in going to dinner with them. Yeah, but Ar- Maybe Arch come too. Archie and Arch. Arch. Yeah. Arch. Yeah. Get them all. It's a good one. All the Mannings. Um, Spee says, I looked up the raisins line, and it's, do you like raisins? How do you feel about a date? Uh, ah. That was coming in. It's kind of weird to do an email, though. You can't really. So that's why he asked. Well, I said Got maybe it. someone has a crush on Alex. That's yeah. I, 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 do you I, like raisins? How do you feel about a date? Well, I got her There'll number. Be another email How coming? about those raisins? <laughs> There'll be another email following <laughs> up on this momentarily. It'll all make sense. How do you like them raisins? <laughs> right. Right. It's a great South Park episode, too, by the way. Which one? Raisins. Where it's like Hooters. It's it, but it's like the South Park version of, of Hooters. is called raisins. <laughs> <laughs> do the math. <laughs> Um, That's funny. Ryan says uh, about Breeze, Drew Breeze. Were you talking about God, him a little? Still, yeah, it just won't, still it won't go. I says, really regret bringing that one up. Do you guys remember the Minneapolis miracle? Digs on the sideline. Yeah. Also, the PI yep. call. Would you say yep. Breeze has also had a little bit of that? Yeah, yep. some bad fortune like Manning. Yeah, yep. th- well, certainly those two games yeah. would be prime examples of it. Yeah. What am I forgetting? Did they lose to Pitt? I'm remembering Indy losing in heartbreaking fashion to the Steelers with Manning. It must have been 05 maybe or something. Like it was like they had, they yeah. were going into winning and they yeah, fumbled and it. The drunken kicker. No, Pittsburgh oh, fumbled. Pittsburgh. Right. But the drunken kicker missed a field goal and they would have tied yep. the game and gone That's to overtime. Right. That's right. Um, but, you know, at the same time with the Drew Brees, and I think those two examples would be prime examples of just bad luck that really didn't have a lot to do with him, if anything. But, his also the the only time he won, he was gifted the NFC championship with Brett Favre's ridiculous interception in field goal range in overtime. Right. You know, remember the guy the, the Vikings you can't do <laughs> that. The Vikings announcer had, <laughs> had a coronary on air. Right. Well they've lost more playoff games than anybody. And right? he threw a pick. Uh Jin is from Brooklyn. 
He says, learning that Fred is an Emerson alum brightened my day since I, too, am an alum, but for their film school. My time in college was when I started getting into sports, especially the Patriots. So I have a game where the PU crew pretends to be HBO executives, and I'm a filmmaker giving you a pitch for a 10-episode miniseries about the Patriots dynasty. Ready? Ready? This is right my, up your I'm alley. My, put my film hat on. The series will tell, will focus on Brady Belichick's last championship run in 18 with flashbacks to previous seasons where they made the Super Bowl. Instead of a story where it's all about the drama, this series is equally about the game of football. The series will show audiences the strategy of football and the challenges it takes to building a winning football team. We will see how Belichick developed the modern slot receiver and the versatility of 12 personnel. We will see how Brady wasn't born a champion but forged into one. Cameramen from NFL Films will be hired to replicate their style of filming football games from intense close-ups and boots-on-the-ground intensity. None of those boring shots from other football movies. Cough, American underdog, cough. (laughs) And casting-wise, I would cast Alexander Skarsgård as Brady and Paul Giamatti as Belichick. That's that's pretty good casting. Who's Alexander Skarsgård? He was the Viking guy. He's uh, he's been in a lot of stuff lately. Oh, yeah? Not Thor. Who's Thor? No, that's Chris. Uh, one of the Chris yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Uh, the series will not pan to the mainstream idea that Brady Belichick and the Patriots are nothing more than tabloid headlines. This miniseries will show that they are actually one of the biggest contributors to the game of football. What do you guys think? No, sorry. Yeah, I have less than zero interest in any team showing me that, like. Foot, like just football, like it's a ten plot. part di- so, like where's the story? Where's the story? There's no there's nobody to, the to like. There's no story. Right. There's no hook. Yeah. 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 Like, I just that's the problem with sports movies. Like it's it's hard to do a good sports movie because either in the end they're gonna win or they're gonna lose. And right. especially and if you're basing it, right. you know when the they're the best win. stories have nothing to do with winning and losing. Well right. maybe that's why he's doing it not about you know the winning championships but more about the behind but the scenes. But what do you like if you're like if, if you're a real Patriots fan, you're telling me that you don't have any interest in the relationship between Belichick and Brady. Well, of course you do. Like that doesn't interest you. That doesn't fascinate you. Yes. Like what was it well, really like? I think I think yeah, and I think the way you frame it is got to be, you know, Bill Belichick going from a guy who got fired from Cleveland to get a second chance to what he kind of became and then Tom Brady becoming you know, TB12 and, and his like character out, you know, but both like, of them kind of changed even the over way 20 he, years. Even the way he described all of that, like how Be- Brady was forged into a championship. Are you kidding me? Like was still, was still doing this. How many games does the guy have to win before we stop giving credit for somebody else creating him? You know, like how Belichick created the slot receiver, you know, Wayne Corbett and Troy Brown would like a word like, there's a million slot recently. Like I just, I, I can't believe we still do this, and I, you know, we have to stop it. We have to end a show with stuff like this. All right, seemingly well, every time. That is the end of the show. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, sorry about the little mishap, um, but we will be back Thursday with another edition here, Patriots on Patriots Unfiltered podcast thank you for downloading this podcast subscribe on apple google play and everywhere else you listen like the show please rate and review us listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us be sure to check patriots.com for more news and more podcasts